what is the future for cities? Do you want to learn more about them? Do you want to know how others think about them? Do you want to be part of the conversation? Then this is the right place. Welcome to today's What is the Future for Cities podcast and its research episode. My name is Fanny and today I will introduce a research paper by summarizing it. The episode really is just a short summary of the original paper and in case it is interesting enough, I would encourage everyone to check out the whole paper. Our summary today works with the commentary article titled Big Data, Smart Cities and City Planning from 2013 by Michael Batty published in the Dialogues in Human Geography journal. Since we are investigating the future of cities, I thought it would be interesting to see how the sea of available data changes urban areas. This article investigates how the big data shifts the emphasis from longer-term strategic planning to short-term thinking about urban functions and management. Betty starts with the definition for big data. Any data that cannot fit into an Excel spreadsheet, giving an idea about size, dimensions, and different purposes. Big data is not a new concept and exists in every era where the data processing tools are always stretched by the increasing data size. Currently, big data could be used to better understand the world around us. Betty argued that although stating that this time is different is always tricky, Today's analytical approaches are very different besides the increasing size of the questions asked from the datasets. Big data is produced automatically by sensors most of the time. This was the case since the beginning of industrial evolution in monitoring, but the miniaturization was what really changed the game. Computers are being embedded into every object and even humans, producing unprecedented amounts of data. These technologies became so ubiquitous that anyone can monitor and collect data with these devices. Beside the widespread of computers and the communication enabled by them, the big data twists the logic further with computers for the first time being used to sense change and collect data while located remotely and send the data elsewhere. All of this is still remote from the final data users. Betty highlighted this as a very new prospect, as it is both a new step in the miniaturization and fragmentation of computation. There is also the temptation to see big data as the current buzzword and just waiting to pass while something else will emerge in the digital world to take its place. Batty's main interest in big data was to develop a new understanding of how cities function, but on a shorter time frame than usual in urban geography. This, however, immediately generates a concern about the use to derive new theories for urban functioning and especially focused on the urban mobility part, then land use and long-term planning. This is city planning in a new disguise. Thinking of cities as being planable in some sense over minutes, hours and days rather than years, decades and generations. Although majority of the data is produced by sensing technologies, there are many big data sets generated by human responses. Big data possibly will become associated with the routinely sensed data sets, especially as traditional data sets tend to be increasingly complemented with routine sensing and crowdsourcing. 
smartness and smart cities are involved with big data, primarily due to the fact that sensors generate new real-time data with geopositioning and how those data sets can be used to generate new value. This new value hope, however, seems a bit challenging because of the linking difficulties. Regardless, the data from mobility, energy use, and utility flows in time may well extend into the spatial financial market to influence sales based on consumption, for example, as the stuff for smart cities. Smart cities can also be synonymous with intelligent cities, information cities, virtual cities, among others, but Betty restricted the understanding to data and the theory that brings much more immediacy to the current urban understanding. Interestingly, urban planning has been focused on the long-term time horizons in cities without concrete idea about what happens in minutes or hours. Although many aspects and groups work with the shorter time frame, like transportation tries to solve peak hours or urban operators try to manage urban functions daily, but this has not been considered part of urban planning only for emergency services. Urban management is rather ad hoc, not necessarily without data or science, but certainly without the kind of comprehensive theory and modeling that characterizes the long term. According to Betty, smart cities belie a shift in this emphasis to a deeper understanding of how urban systems function in the short term. Big data and the tools for it can help to respond and plan for very short-term crises like the beset of the transport system or issues pertaining on the housing market or the provision of social services. Big data and consequently smart city can change the traditional ad hoc management ways in these areas. But to really get a grip on these issues, a new theory is needed. To find proper and real correlations in data sets, they need to be examined through the lens of a theory. Otherwise, everything and anything is provable. Additionally, with the increasing and continuously inflowing data, the time horizons are enriched over many times. Therefore, the new theory should address the different time horizons as well. However hard big data pushes for short-termism, this must be resisted and the data must be viewed with the time horizons kept in mind. Big data is certainly enriching our experiences of how cities function and is offering many new opportunities for social interactions and more informed decision-making with respect to our knowledge of how best to interact in cities. Whether big data is for the advantage or disadvantage of humanity, it is still a question. There are obviously the questions of privacy and confidentiality, for example. Betty used the example of the Oyster, London's smart card, to analyze transport patterns of passengers. Unfortunately, there are shortcomings in the system as people can change lines, forget to tap off, among others. In short, matching the demand data to the network is possible and is being attempted but matching it with supply data is almost impossible. Diversion behavior of travelers is also tricky as people can walk between stations and bus stops, and there is considerable analysis needed to indicate how people might change mode of travel from one network to another. These are massive challenges that will require new theories about how people behave in such situations at the very fine spatial scale. Big data provides the context for the study of this kind of short-term behavior, but we are at the beginning of such explorations, and the many pitfalls that were indicated here are likely to persist for some time to come.
As the most important things, I would like to highlight three aspects. First, big data can be understood as any data that cannot fit into an Excel sheet due to connections, complexions, and size, among others. Second, big data can be used to enhance our understanding about how cities work and enhance our urban management, regardless of talking about smart cities or not. And third, there are still major challenges in big data and analysts and users need to be careful about these shortcomings and the data sets attributes themselves, where and how it was collected, what were the limitations on the collection, and so on. Additionally, it would be great to talk about the following questions. One, what are the greatest challenges in big data and analysis of big data currently? Since the article, almost 10 years have passed. Have you become better analyzing such data sets? Two, how people fit into the big data picture? Are we only data points? Can we somehow influence the data? Are we accounted as living sensors providing data? And three, what are the biggest opportunities for big data in your opinion for cities and your life? What was the most interesting part for you? What questions did arise for you? Do you have any follow-up questions? Let me know on Twitter at WTF for Cities or on the website where the transcripts and show notes are available. Additionally, I will highly appreciate if you consider subscribing. I hope this was an interesting paper for you as well, and thanks for tuning in. What is the future for Cities podcast?